And MLM Rebel is a new breed of network marketer, smarter, truly independent, and free. MLM Rebels wage war against the soul-sucking corporate world and against network groups who would rather preserve doctrine than helping people get results. MLM Rebels recognize when the world changes and changes with it. MLM Rebels don't believe in duplicating things that no longer work and would rather work without a safety net than within the confines of one. MLM Rebels are only involved in opportunities that give everyone an equal playing field instead of a top-heavy one. We don't care about the sacred cows of MLM, we don't care about the industry, and we do not care about the way it's always been done. We care about people following their gut. We care about people being able to quit their jobs now. We care about people being with their family instead of their boss every day. We care about people being with their family instead of their team all day. We care about people living free. We believe a truly free networker has multiple streams of income. We believe a truly free networker's creativity isn't shackled by their company's contract. We believe a truly free network marketer actually knows how to market and that they run their business like a real business. MLM Rebels prioritize faith, family, business, sacrifice sacred cows, build their own empires, never rebel against each other, and change the world. MLM Rebels know they are not confined by doctrine, not stifled by the past, and know they are one business away. My name is Zach Spear, and welcome to MLM Rebels. Hey, what's up, everyone? Hope you're having an amazing day. And holy cannoli, I'm pumped to spend some time with you, mostly because you're awesome, but secondly, because I'm back home in uh, San Diego. And holy cow, it is so good to be home. Uh, I was gone for almost a week, if you listen to the last few episodes. And uh, the last part of my trip, uh, I was in um, in Dallas for a, uh, a Rebels event, a pretty intimate Rebels event with some of our top people. Uh, there was about 30 of us there and um, 35 or something like that. So cool. Um, we had an inc- some incredible people there. Some of our top performers were there. Um, and uh, we actually had my, uh, I have, me and Ashley have two upline. Um, and one of the two, who's uh, one of our best friends, really, really close. We live about 15 minutes apart. But he actually showed up and he has a team of um I don't exactly know how big it is, but you know, definitely over a hundred thousand people, um, and uh, and he came, and so that was really cool. People really, really loved that. But I'm excited to spend a few minutes with you right now, um, talking about uh, closing and enrolling people into your business. Um, you know, because obviously a huge component of all of this, if not the biggest component, is generating the leads. That's when most network marketers get stuck. Um, but, you know, once you become good at generating leads and applicants, you know, you still have to enroll those people into your business, right? You have to have those conversations. You have to close them and stuff like that. And obviously, you can fully automate that part, but you shouldn't automate it until um, until you're really good at not automating it, right? So you want to automate the lead gen, manually close your people, send leads out to your team, and then you can automate the enrollment too um, if you choose. But... We obviously have to go through this, right? We have to be good at closing people on the phone. And let me just break this to you. If you can't figure out how to close people on the phone, especially people from ads, um, number one, you're going you're gonna to really dislike your life because you're going to have to go do things like by stalking friends and family. And we all know how bad that is. But two, and more importantly than that, is you won't be able to close anyone automated, all right? So if, you try, if you're trying to build an automated like an automated enrollment process or an automated closing process to kind of bolt on to your automated um, lead gen process, it'll never work, okay? Closing on the phone is far easier than closing via webinar or uh, via sales letter, Um, far easier. 
because the sales letter in the webinar, they don't adapt to the prospect, right? Once you, once you set it up, it's, it's, it's locked, right? It's locked in. But, you know, every prospect now, there's only about 15 <laughs> different objections a prospect can give. But every prospect has a different story, a uh, different set of objections in, in different orders and things like this. And you need to dial in your pitch. You dial in your rapport building uh, with a live situation versus an automated locked version that you can't change once you're talking to that person, right? So you have to do this. And if you, again, if you don't, you, you'll never, ever pull off an automated thing. Automated is way harder, okay? So trust me, you have to do this in this order. So I, see, I think you probably get that. Okay, so the first thing, let me give you four points here. The first one is, is very, very obvious. I'm not gonna really spend much time on this for you on this podcast because of the nature of, uh, of the podcast. But the first one is, is do, don't get your prospects the same way that your competition is, okay? So the most of our competition in network marketing, um, they're all you know, doing the friends and family thing. They're stalking people online, offline. They're doing the Facebook group thing. They are you know, doing the, the ATM method. Um, they are uh, you know, posting and praying on LinkedIn. You get the picture, right? So don't get your prospects the same way. If you just do that, you will set, you'll set yourself up for an easier close just by getting your prospects a different way. It's called cross-pollination. Um, and let me give you another example. So let's say, um, well, online marketers, right? Online marketers, we are all good at running ads, right? Right, okay. Well, you know who's not good at running ads? Uh, like a pizza parlor, a pizza parlor. They, they're not, but what are they good at? Well, they're good at um, you know, maybe um, giving you a coupon, on the box. So like when you buy a pizza, maybe there's a coupon on the box for, you know, meet like different deals on future orders. Um, and so that's a way that, that they can grow. Well, most pizza parlors probably aren't running ads on Instagram, are they? Or on YouTube, even though they can, they can geo target to their five mile radius around them, around their spot. And they can run an ad on Instagram for, you know, X amount off or whatever. Right. So how powerful would it be how much easier would it be for them to crush their competition when all their competition is doing is, you know, you know putting a freaking magnet thing on the top of their car when they deliver pizzas and they're stapling a coupon to the box? How much easier would it be to crush them if a pizza parlor ran an ad on Instagram? Like it would be very, 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 very simple. So cross-pollinating is really, really powerful. That's why advertising in network marketing on YouTube, Facebook, these tier one ad networks is so powerful because most of the competition isn't doing it. And in fact, they probably, no matter how big Rebels gets, they're not going to do it because there's so many old upline. You can listen to my podcast from a few days ago. There's so many old upline pushing the old rhetoric. So we just have this beautiful hole in the market that we can exploit. So number one is don't get your prospects the same way. What should you do? Run advertising, use a funnel. Okay, easiest thing ever. Uh, or easiest answer ever, I should say. Um, obviously, it's not easy to put together, but you get the picture, right? Okay. Um, number two, don't sound like a tool. Okay, so don't sound like a typical sales rep slash a tool. So <clears throat> if you are getting your prospects, like I just said, with advertising, with a funnel, stuff like that, you know, those prospects can be very, very warm depending on how deep they get into your funnel. They can also be pretty cold because people do weird stuff, right? They could be sitting on the toilet and opting into your funnel and they forgot all about you within five seconds. 
So these prospects have self-selected, say, hey, I'm, I'm in your target market, but they might not be that one. Now, they could be blazing hot. Okay, You get both ends of the spectrum here and everything in the middle. But what you don't want to do is call them and sound like a, 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 the warranty company that's trying to get you to buy a warranty, right? Like a, my one of our car warranties is about to is about to uh, expire, and my number probably got sold to everyone in the world, and so like my personal cell phone is getting blown up right now, and all of these people are leaving the same stupid voicemails and stuff like that, and it, 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 they sound like idiots. So when you call someone. Just know that their number probably doesn't get sold to a, you know, a warranty company at the exact same time, but it could have. And you got to stand out. And you don't stand out by sounding like a salesperson. You stand out by sounding like a normal human being. So one of our, if not our top guy, when he uh, first makes the call, um, he, you know, they pick up the phone and he says, "Hey, John, yeah, John, how much trouble?" Am I in for barging, barging in on you on a Friday afternoon? And almost always, John kind of chuckles a little. He says, oh, man, well, you know, I guess it's why. I guess it uh, depends on why you're calling. He says, okay, fair enough. And just right there, he broke down that, like, salesperson wall, right? Um, he doesn't sound like a tool. He doesn't sound like this person that's trying to, even though he is barging in on his day, he doesn't sound like he's barging in on their day because he called it out, all right? Number two, or I guess 2A or 2B, is ask genuine questions and ask until you understand slash it becomes obvious. So depending on who you're targeting and things like this, you're going to need to ask questions about um, their business. You're going to need to ask questions about uh, about what they want out of life and all these different things. And here's what you got to do. you got to actually give a crap about these people. Right, and if you don't understand something, keep on asking. Most people are like they have like this checklist of questions. You know, even some people are people they have like they follow a script, right? And they have this like these nine questions that you know we have found to be the most effective. And it's like they're just going through them bullet by bullet, not ever diverting and like trying to dig. It's just like they're trying to get through the script. You get no brownie points for getting through your script. You only get brownie points for enrolling someone. So. Just as if you and I were going to talk on the phone, you know, I would really appreciate if you ask questions and really care genuinely about what I'm trying to get out of life. And same with you. You would really appreciate if I'm talking to you and asking you questions, you'd really appreciate if I asked questions that were specific to you. Like once you told me something, I dug into it, right? So let's say we're talking about, um, about your, you know, uh, about how you made it out to where you live right now. Be like, oh, well, well, how'd you get out there? Oh, uh, well, my, you know, my, my job actually sent me out here like 15, man, holy cow, I actually forgot. I've been out here so long, I forgot. Like 15 years ago, uh, my job sent me out here and then like six months later, they, you know, they actually laid us all off. And uh, so I had to find the new job and now I'm you know, working at this other company. And um, yeah, it's actually really good, man. So that's actually where I met my wife. And um, yeah, I actually haven't thought about that in, in a long time. Oh, wow. So, so you're, you and your wife met at the new company. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy, dude. You see what I'm kind of like doing there? I'm just, he's leaving me breadcrumbs and I'm picking them up. And well, when do you, that's not in the script. Well, of course it's not in the script. Every conversation is different. And I'm going to keep on asking questions until I really, really understand them. 
And you know when you kind of know, when you understand them, two things. One, when you switch and you start really caring about that person, because you, now you know them, right? You, now you know what makes them tick. That's when you kind of know you've asked enough. And two is, is when the next step becomes very obvious. Like when you know like, okay, man, now it's time to talk about this, right? When it becomes really obvious, now you know you probably asked enough questions. But use those two little litmus tests. Uh, three is create an incredible offer. You know, some people, uh, in, you know, it, it, some people regard salespeople as being able to sell ice to Eskimos, right? Listen, you don't have to be that good. In fact, you probably shouldn't be that good because you enroll people that you shouldn't enroll. So here's what you actually should do. What you actually should do is figure out a way to give Eskimos a really good deal on heaters. If you can create an incredible offer, and that's one of the things that you can do as your own business, you're not locked in. It's one of the downsides of traditional network marketing is you're locked into whatever the heck they give you. But you own your own business and you have to create your own offer. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you can scroll, go through the podcast, find our YouTube, you can read the blueprint. It's mlmrebelsblueprint.com and I talk all about it. Okay, it's a free blueprint. You can read or watch it and show you exactly what I'm talking about. But the point is you need to create an offer that, um, that people want. And if you do that, closing is 10 times easier because it's being sold on the offer, not on your ability to overcome their objections. You understand? Okay, last is number four, which is use the power of silence. In fact, my notes right here, I say use, use crushing silence. You know, I don't actually regard myself as that good of a salesperson. I really don't. I don't know how to overcome a, a, like a lot, of object, a lot of objections. I really don't because I just don't like sounding like a weirdo. I don't like sounding like a car salesperson. And most of the time when you overcome those objections, you sound like a goofball. I don't want to do that. So you know what I do instead? I do what I just told you. I give my prospects a different way. I create an offer that it's, they almost feel stupid refusing. I really get to know them and I really care for them. And then I use the power of crushing silence. When I'm talking to someone, I let them talk. And if there's dead air, I just let it sit there. See, when you do that, people hang on every word that you say. Your words carry more weight and they will almost sell themselves most of the time. And I'm not just talking about, you know, the whole ask the order and he who speaks first loses thing. That's not what I'm talking about, although that is true. What I'm talking about is allowing yourself to sit in a conversation and especially when you're asking questions to them don't cut them off let them talk many most of the time they're thinking about their answer and if they're not your silence will cause them to rethink their answer so a lot of times like we can get real and, and my best guys they, they can get really really deep into someone's you know why because when they ask the questions that start to lead them there, they just let them talk. And if that person stops talking, a lot of times our response is, hmm. And we just stay quiet. Because the person on the other line will be like, hmm, maybe there's more. And then they uncover the real stuff.
this making sense? All right. Well, hopefully it is. Anyway, I am so grateful for all of you and hope you have an incredible day. These are some of our top closing uh, tips. And we actually have a program called Expert Closers. I'm not talking, I didn't record this to talk to you about that program. I'm just pulling some of the best stuff out of it um, so that you could, uh, so that you could, you could learn from it. So uh, with that, I hope you have an amazing rest of the day and we'll talk to you all very soon. Thanks. 